0: Chicago multi-instrumentalists and producers the Burns Twins have provided arrangements for numerous up-and-coming Chicago acts. Since the release of their Sweet A Cell EP, the Twins have positioned themselves as some of the city's more prolific and creative duos. After a year off, the Twins are ready to release new music. I got a chance to sit down with both of the Burns Twins, Eddie and I-Z, to talk about their new single Day by Day and upcoming projects. This is That Conversation. Day by Day Feel it's to fade, left away, and look the other way. Count the nights. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest. I'm speaking with both of the Burns twins, Eddie, and Iz Burns, gentlemen. Thank you for making time. Thank you, Thank you so much us. for having me. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing your music for some time. I've been knowing you guys for a little bit, but this is the first time that I get to sit down and actually pick your brains as musicians. So this is very exciting. So before we even talk about this new single, Day by Day, I want to talk about old stuff, Sweet as L, because that was where I... That's where I was introduced to the Burns Twins as multi-instrumentalists. Give me some background when music entered your lives and you guys decided that this was something that you actually wanted to do as a form of expression. I'll start over here. Eddie.
1: Okay. Um, so our father, Stephen Burns, is our definite biggest inspiration. Um, when I was six years old, he's a trumpet player. He's a, a classical trumpet player and teacher. Um, and so when I was six years old, he asked me what instrument I wanted to play. He didn't like force me or anything. I was just... And, you know, he just asked me what I wanted to play, and I said the drums. And so since then, in high school, and we went to Merritt Music School, I've just been playing jazz drums. And then he taught uh, Nico Segal um, of the Social Experiment. And then Nico introduced me to Greg Lanfair and from there, um, we just, you know, had lots of really good mentorships.
0: Sticks and Donnie Trumpet. Yes formerly known as yeah known as. so iz clearly you're the favorite son since you took up the trumpet
2: right right yeah <laughs> i mean like the first so when i was like six he was like all oh, right do you want to play music and i was like yeah i want to play the piano um and i probably stuck with it for maybe a year and i was like i can't do this i don't really want to do this and then i walked up to my dad one day and i was like hey dad i i want a trumpet and he was like okay and one day uh, a trumpet showed up at the house and i just started playing it and i was awful and he was like, Do you wanna you wanna study this? So he he was at the time still teaching at Merit and he had a lot of students who would come in and out of the house. Um, so someone who went to Merritt, her name is Madeline Molinado, I believe, started teaching me when I was like seven or eight years old. Yeah. And then I just kinda continued with it and then when it got to high school my dad was like, Do you really wanna do you wanna pursue this? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I think so And um at the time I still want, I, wanted, I wanted to be a surgeon up until I got to college which was <laughs> last, year. last year and so I was going to Merritt every Saturday 9 to 6.30 just putting in work not thinking about where I was going um, and then the end of our senior year we really started playing playing shows in the city um, and kind of collaborating like, with a lot of people meeting Kaina new people Kaina Rick Kaina Rick uh, Copano um, just a lot of friends and we the Omis we, we, the Omis yeah. that was like from the time we were I don't know I remember watching Carter and uh, Maceo play at the assemblies at our school because they both went to Parker when we were, mm-hmm. like, 10 years Carter old. Carter Lang. Yeah. yeah. And um, being like, these guys are the coolest people ever. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I would, when I was super young, I'd tag along with my dad to his trumpet classes at, at Merritt and, like, see Nico and watch all these musicians play and be like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, so when we got to doing that, uh, my first year at Merritt, Nico started mentoring me. And then it kind of spiraled out of control until the day I left for college. I, I got off stage playing with Rick and music directing in North Coast when he won the competition. I got off stage and went to the airport immediately. And I got to college and I was like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. And I would, I would fly back periodically from, from school to play shows and stuff. And I was like, I, my professors and my parents were like, you don't have time for school. I walked in, so I was, I got, I was getting a D- minus in my chemistry class. And I love science, like, and I walked in, I was like, all right, I'm not going to be here next semester to my chemistry professor. And she was like, well, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 like, I've been really enjoying music, and we're kind of slowly but surely building a name for ourselves, and I think I'm going to go do that. And she was like, you don't have time for chemistry. Like, come back in 25 years. Like, you have to go do music. This is so much better. Did you expect
0: that response?
2: (laughs) Not from her. From another professor, definitely. But from her, absolutely not.
0: And now were your parents pissed? They're like, you could have told us this before we paid for the first semester.
2: (laughs) No, because I think deep deep down, my mom, my mom told me to come back. But after, I think I was really lucky to have them supporting me, whatever I did. Yeah. So I got to college and I was like, I think I need to try this for myself and I need to figure it out. And I was there for a couple months. I was there for a month and I was like, Mom, I don't know. She was like, Give it one more month. Um, and then. Uh, I got a phone call, and she was like, if you're going to do this, do it now, and I'm going to support you. That's dope. Yeah, we were super, super lucky to have Yeah.
0: So you were talking about... Getting training on the drums, particularly in jazz. Mm -hmm. So, at what point did you realize that these instruments that are generally used for classical music could be used to create other sounds, specifically in the vein of hip hop and R and B and soul? One hundred percent kids these days.
1: Um. And like middle
2: school, like we found MF Doom. We found MF Doom was the first hip hop beat. "Camper" by MF Doom was the first hip hop beat I ever heard. Yeah. And I showed it to Eddie, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" Because you know you've heard all like the two thousand gangster rap and all that like super cold. Uh, like Buster Rhymes and Mariah Carey and all that stuff, which is super raw, but you don't understand the musicality behind it until you look at the producers.
1: And so we're like listening, and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is this is so cool. Yeah, and then to see like kids these days put that into instrumentation, it was mind-blowing. And I used to like show up to rehearsals and just it was so inspiring every time.
0: Mm-hmm. Time will tell, tell, tell all that listen well Into the earth So when you guys were creating, one of the things that's remarkable to me about what y'all do is that, yeah, you produce, you play these instruments, but you don't insert yourselves up front. You're not the ones who are vocalizing what's happening on these songs. You're not the ones who are singing, I know you can sing, but you're not the ones who are The lead vocalists when you decided that you were gonna do this and you were going to become an entity a band a duo whatever you want to call it a production team was it also apparent that you would go out and find voices that would be able to rock over your production and your instrumentals definitely as as opposed to you guys just doing it yourselves
2: yeah I mean like I think as of now that's kind of changing I'm doing a lot of like background vocals and a lot of vocal arranging and I'm also starting to sing but I think the the biggest thing for me is that our music is collaborative Um, and so we show up with, with our friends. These are people that we love to work with and that are really talented and we enjoy being around. And to be on the stage with them and to be recording with them and to make this music with them, that's the most transformative experience because you see like this relationship between engineer and producer and singer and rapper um, and it's kind of frayed. It's like, all right, I'm coming here, I'm going to lay myself down and I'm going to leave. But especially with live instrumentation and stuff, there's so it's so important to have healthy chemistry and to really enjoy being around the person. Yeah. And so immediately upon kind of embarking on this journey of being producer, it was, it was like, uh, we have a, we have an extremely close, close friend We released a song with her a while ago. Her name's Macy Hartman. Um, and we've known her our, our whole life. And her older brother's an excellent musician. He's out in LA doing studio work. And working with her was just like, it's a natural response to having, basically be being family. Um, and so it's trying to replicate that from the beginning of just like, we love you. Hopefully you love us. Um, and let's make something really beautiful and share it with people and really make sure that the experience live is the most ethereal it can be
1: yeah for me that really clicked at first with Kaina cause she was at um, some shows of a band I was in called Kemu um, and then we are like yeah let's make some music and talk about uh, my decision on going to school or not and so we were in my bedroom with Izzy, and we made a song called Mango Kisses. And that was just wild, because she said, you know, make a beat kind of like this, kind of like that. I started making it, and then she started writing to it, and it just clicked. And it was the best thing ever. You know, I was with one of my best friends, um, and she, she's one of the best songwriters. I think that's out there. And that's there. a crazy
0: song, too, by the way.
1: Thank you so much, yeah. Um, but she, she wrote it in, like, five seconds, and it just really clicked. And I was like, why don't we just make more music? This took like 20 minutes. And you know, I feel really happy right now. It's great to be here. It's good energy. So just you know, lots of really loving relationships and collaborations are really have been really inspiring.
0: You know, I don't remember a time quite like what we're experiencing here in the city of Chicago before. And I've asked a number of artists this just because I'm wondering what seeing folks achieve success does for your own individual ambition. The folks that you guys are in the circles with are the ones who are defining what this city sounds like on a national level. Does that make you feel like you can grab it even that much more considering your friends are grabbing it. They have a foothold on it. They're defining what it means to make music in Chicago right now.
2: Absolutely. I think it just, it excites me um, because everyone here is doing something different. Every drill rapper is doing something different. Every producer is doing something different. And that's what's super cool is because there are a lot of eyes on our community right now. And so, we're at a point where what we do is very telling of the future. One would hope. And so it's like it's exciting. It makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to to work with more people and to really allow people to listen to more music as much as they want to listen to
1: from us. I'm just really inspired all the time yeah. by everything, not just like the actual like the music and the feel of it, but what people are doing using this music to create a better world. Like Tasha, like Rick, um, just really, you know. Creating music for like a safe space for people, and I think it's really beautiful.
0: Light, I know you'll be waiting by my window. Can I make my peace? Naturally, you got a singer or an MC. Rap and they're singing, you know exactly what they're going through because they are literally telling you, right? Yo, I'm sick as hell. I'm not feeling too well or whatever, right? Yeah. They're telling you. It's explicit. Mm-hmm. But for the instrumentalists, sometimes you get an idea of what might be going on, but for the most part, you're like, oh, the rapper probably said, I need a track like this. Let me, let me get that. So where was this coming from? When someone listens to Day by Day, what emotions do you think you would like them to gain from what it is you infused your parts with?
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot about perspective, In life and a lot about how you think about what you're going through thinking about pain thinking about you know beautiful feelings and confronting them and I think that's just really really important to not run away from your feelings to really just when I say take it day by day is to really look inward and that's something as a person I'm really working on um, is to really be honest with myself Um, and and find beauty
2: there's so much every I mean there's so many people including myself who've been, and, and sometimes still am, in at a very dark place. And the most important thing to me now is find one thing that you wouldn't think is beautiful normally and understand that there's so much beauty behind it. We're in a world that is is wrought with peril, but every day there's always something new and something super gorgeous that you can see about life. Um, and I think that's what I tried to, I mean, that's what I tried to put into it with vocal harmonies and horns and any just any sound design is like music can put you in a place um and this should be a place for you when you wake up if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed if you've been having a terrible month
1: listen to this song sit down cry it out if you need to because that's the best thing to do Mm -hmm. and then push yeah Yeah, i just think it's interesting like i have a trend in my expression and music making that when i'm really sad i just make really happy music it just happens naturally and you know the chord progression for the hook that i initially wrote for the song um Last winter it like seemed really sad and it just automatically I just turned into a happy sounding feeling song and I I think that's just what I needed to
0: do now considering that you're so indebted to the collaborative process like you really are passionate about getting different perspectives and voices on what you do just to bring out that feeling of unity on any one of these tracks how important is it for somebody who you're working with who is going to lay vocals over any one of your particular arrangements how important is it for that artist to understand what you and you, IZ, were going through when you were making this track.
1: Initially, how it worked was I just had that chord progression, and uh, Rich Jones's manager sent us a demo from this dude named Sam Hudgens. I heard the demo, and I was like, oh, my gosh, who is this dude? You know, not really knowing what he looks like. He kind of sounds like John Legend. You know, I didn't know. And this, um, you know, this, like, really sweet, like, Jazzy like white dude, 24 year old white dude walked into my house and we just started really working on it So I just, you know, I told him, you know, I was feeling this when I made this I just have this chord progression right now. What do you think? Could you write a hook to it? And so we just really workshop the song together um, Just in our little piano room. I think the
2: first thing always is to understand the emotion of the producer The emotion of the singer and how those intertwine. I think that's always super important And I think what we've been doing recently a lot is if we're working with a vocalist we are creating the track with them in the room, and so they always have a say in what they want, how they want it to feel, and we also do. And we also have a say. It's it's all about overall collaboration. So, oh, could you try saying that a little bit differently? Oh, could you try playing that in the, in the pocket more? Something along those lines um, to create something that is completely authentic from all parties.
0: So we have sweetest L, yeah, and so we can kind of get. An idea of where you two were at as musicians at that time, because now we have a snapshot, right, of mm-hmm. what that sounded like. We have mm-hmm. a collection of songs from that period. What does day by day tell us about where the burdens twins are right now?
2: I mean, I think it's it's a lot more mature sonically. Not in the way that it's like not cute and it's not beautiful, but it's and it's not too serious. But musicality wise, it's like we are really finding where we are comfortable. Um, And we're really finding what we think sounds good and what we want to convey
1: through our music and how we can do that I think it's more finding more of a depth Definitely uh, in a song because before sweet as hell I was just making four bar loops of the same thing not messing with the sound not you know editing the drums at all through the song Um, And now it's just I think I think about it as more of a song not a beat I think I'm thinking about the lyrics more. I think I have a better overall view than I did before
0: Eddie and IZ Burns, congratulations, continued success. Thank you so much for Thank making you so time. Much. Thank you so Thank much.
1: You.